That's what we're talking about, Jacob's blessing. Look at Genesis chapter 48, and we're going to continue. We started last week, and uh, we're looking at uh, seven or eight characteristics that if you're going to speak a blessing, these things should all be involved in it. And I don't want you to think and make this complicated because it doesn't need to be complicated. You can say, be blessed, and you're blessed. But there are certain things from the Scriptures that we can learn from and incorporate into our blessing, all right? Genesis 48, and at verse 8, it says, Then Israel saw Joseph's sons and said, Who are these? And Joseph said to his father, They are my sons whom God has given me in this place. And he said, please bring them to me, and I will bless them. Now the eyes of Israel were dim with age, so that he could not see. And then Joseph brought them near him, and he kissed them and embraced them. And Israel said to Joseph, I had not thought to see your face, but in fact God has also shown me your offspring. So Joseph brought them from beside his knees, and he bowed down with his face to the earth. And Joseph took them both, Ephraim with his right hand toward Israel's left hand, and Manasseh with his left hand toward Israel's right hand, and brought them near him. And then Israel stretched out his right hand, hand and laid it on Ephraim's head, who was the younger, and his left hand on Manasseh's head, guiding his hands knowingly, for Manasseh was the firstborn. And he blessed Joseph and said, God, whom before your fathers Abraham and Isaac walked, the God who has fed me all my life long to this day, the angel who has redeemed me from all evil, bless the lads. Let my name be named upon them and the name of my fathers, Abraham and Isaac, and let them grow into a multitude in the midst of the earth. So the first things that we we learned uh, the past few weeks, three things. Number one, your blessings should be natural and spontaneous. Just a natural thing like we shake hands with people. Number two, your blessings should include a warm, loving embrace. And number three, the, the blessing requires you to lay hands on them. Okay, then let's go on, and, and we started with this last week, but I want to go over this, some of this again. The, the fourth characteristic of, of learning how to bless someone is your blessing includes your spiritual heritage. Your blessing should include your spiritual heritage. Jacob wanted his sons, or son and grandsons, to know they were part of a rich heritage of faith. Okay, and we see that here in verse 15, God before whom my fathers, here he picks it up, Abraham and Isaac walked, the God who has fed me all my life long to this day, and the angel who has redeemed me from all evil. So we see three things here. Number one, his heritage. He brought into play here Abraham and Isaac. Number two, then he talked about God's provision, how God took care of him. And finally, about God's salvation, how the angel was there to protect him. So these are three things that you can incorporate into a blessing. And that that is why quite a while ago I showed you a scrapbook. Do you remember that? That Kathy put together from my side of the family. Now she's working on her side. And it's wonderful uh, because it gives our boys their heritage. 
And we were just at a reunion a, a couple weeks ago on, on my mom's side, and all my cousins are about 12 years or more older than I am, and I, I didn't know them that well. I didn't, uh, you know, run around with them. But they're so interested. Some of my cousins are so interested in, in learning all that they can about their ancestors, their spiritual heritage. And there's something in them. I've got one cousin. I went and, and sat down and, and, and talked to him, and, and he's the one in the family that is really engrossed. He's almost become anal about it. But, you know, he's, he's just so consumed with it. And he sat there, and he was telling me something, and another relative that I'd never even met before was there trying to interject her thoughts about it, and he wouldn't pay any attention to her. He was so focused. And finally, his wife went, She's talking to you, Gary. She's talking to you. But there's something in them. And, and Kathy, that is what's been such a blessing for these boys because right now, that you know, they're interested. Really, for their age, they show a lot of interest. But there's going to be a day we might not be here on this planet. But they'll have this book with pictures and history of my family and her family. And if we don't do it, who's going to do it? How are they going to remember their family, where they came from, what their family did? And, and they love going back to my hometown, and we go through the area where my grandfather had a cement block factory and built homes, and we go by that. We go by, you've heard me talk about the big rock from the glacier period that was not far from that property and, and where my father carved his names. These things are important to them. Someday they'll take their little ones and show them these things. See, how proud of you are you of, you, of your, her, your heritage? You might not have a spiritual heritage, but you've got family, don't you? Are you here today? That you're proud of. Maybe you've got family you're not proud of. I mean, we all have people like that. But you've, you've got to remember, mom and dad, you have a responsibility to pass that on to your kids and your grandkids. Tell them about your family. Tell them about your aunts and uncles, grandma and grandpa, great-grandfather. And what was it? Candace not long ago told me she stopped me after church, and it was your, again, great-grandmother that you found out in Holland was Pentecostal, spoke in other tongues. Isn't that cool? So we, there's this rich spiritual heritage. Little did she know that she'd have a great-granddaughter just bother that preacher and say, I don't know about this tongues business. Now she speaks in tongues. So she can pass that on down, all right? It's... The thing is, and, and I'll go on, Hebrews 11, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, for by it the elders obtained a good testimony. What's important in your blessing and in your life is your testimony. Do you have a testimony? What's important in this blessing is your character. Do you have any character? 
This is what's so important. If you're going to pass some of these down to the next generation, people look at your life. Did you have character? How many of you have ancestors, whether it be grandma and grandpa, great-grandma and grandpa, or somebody that had some godly character? Let me see your hands. Well, that's the majority of you. Aren't you thankful for them? My, my grandmother, uh, my mother's mother, they were so poor. How many kids did they have? Seven, I think. And they adopted kids, and they took in their family's kids, and they lived in a little, little house in Jansen, Nebraska. And uh, my grandma worked so hard, and all I remember my grandma in her older days, they called it hardening, hardening of the arteries, and no kidding, her legs were like, like this. She was just in bad shape. But she worked so hard, and I'll never forget, there was an article in the paper about my grandmother, Grandma Seabee. And she won a brand-new electric stove because of all of the things that she did for the people in her community. She was like the mother of the year. And she baked bread. That's one thing my grandma could do. I can remember going into this little house, and it always smelled of muffins or fresh bread. You know. So what am I remembering? I have a memory of a grandmother that had godly character. She grew up right next door to the Lutheran church she helped build. Now that Lutheran church is going to close, if I understand right. Sad. But, you know, we all need to remember, you know, a rich spiritual heritage. Your personal testimony, my personal testimony establishes, now listen, this is important, establishes your credibility in pronouncing the blessing. So if you have godly character and you have an overcoming testimony, doesn't that give credence to your blessing? Sure it does. It speaks of your character and your heritage. Look at 2 Timothy chapter 1. 2 Timothy chapter 1. And we'll see Timothy had a rich spiritual heritage. 2 Timothy chapter 1. The Apostle Paul reminding Timothy in verse 5. It says, I thank God in verse 3, whom I serve with a pure conscience as my forefathers did, as without ceasing I remember you in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see you, being mindful of your tears that I may be filled with joy. Now listen, verse 5. So when I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother, Lois, and in your mother, Eunice, and I am persuaded is in you also. Wow. Now, we always talk about all the diseases we get from grandma and grandpa. Bad genes, genetic weaknesses, alcoholism, drugs, all these bad things. What about the good things? And the Apostle Paul's telling Pastor Timothy, remember, you have a rich spiritual, her- spiritual heritage. There was a faith in Grandma. There was a faith in Mama, and it's in you. I believe that. I believe there's things in me <clears throat> that, that were in my ancestors 
they're in me. So don't concentrate so much about the negative things that you got and all the, you know, dysfunctional behavior you got from your past, you know, your grandma and grandpa. Remember, there are some relatives back there that had some godly character and they had a great testimony and you need to live up to it. Revelation 12, 11 says, you know, we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony when the enemy tries to break through the spiritual covering you're providing your family it's your spiritual heritage my spiritual heritage your testimony my testimony that will prevail against them remember that after jacob had spoken of his heritage he spoke of his heritage. He spoke of God's provision. He spoke of God's protection and salvation. He says he called on the Lord to bless the lads. And then he connected the children to their heritage by saying, let my name be named upon them. And the name of my father, Abraham and Isaac. And Jacob ended this element of blessing by imparting to his grandsons the qualities of his entire spiritual heritage. Now, I don't know if you read this or not. How many of you read this? I know some days you miss it and you got to catch up. I thought this was very appropriate. This is today's. And it started yesterday. It's called, it's entitled, Children are a Gift of the Lord. I have to remind myself that sometimes. You are a gift to me. You're a blessing to me. Carl, see my eyes? They are, but I have to remind myself. It says, what your child deserves. I don't want to read yesterday. It says, your child deserves certain things like time, your time. We're talking about, I don't want you ever want to forget this. We never missed any of your your stuff. Well, I did maybe one, and you... you the most important one, and you're scarred emotionally. Well, let's get our violins out, folks, and play for Caleb. But overall, have not your parents been good about supporting you? Right. See? That's what a parent does. All right? Supports their kids, encourages their kids. But they need your time, number one. Number two, they need openness. Openness. Number three, they need structure. I'm trying to provide structure, but it's difficult. They always want to break outside your structure, but they're getting to the age now. Okay, but then it goes on today. Listen, here are three more things your children deserve from you. Forgive them and be willing to ask for their forgiveness. By doing this, you're teaching them that we must all deal with the consequences of our actions, and then what? when we do, we grow. Number two, failing doesn't make you a failure. It's just part of learning and maturing. It comes with the turf. We should be quick to extend to others the same grace that has so often been extended to us. Then it says also you separate the baggage. One man became anxious and depressed as his son approached his 12th birthday. This is really interesting. Shortly after the boy's birthday party, the father was thumbing through a photo album from his own childhood that's when it dawned on him that he was 12 when his father abandoned the family then killed himself. 
Watching his son approach the same age made him afraid because it reopened old wounds, unhealed ones. A caring counselor helped him again regain his perspective and peace by helping him realize that he was a very different man from his father and he wasn't about to abandon his family. Number three, now listen, what your children deserve, bless them. Bless them. They are the sons God has given me here, Joseph said to his father. And then Israel said, bring them to me so I may bless them. The principles you live by and the blessings you enjoy are meant to be passed on to your children and grandchildren. Whether it's expressing what's in your heart or sending a note or an email to say you're proud of them, bless your children at every possible opportunity. That's good. I told Caleb the other day, I'm, I'm always working on stuff because we have an antique show next weekend at, at Divots, and I'm working hard preparing for that. But I always say, is there something you want? I want, and it's going to be, you know, I can, this is what I want, <coughs> but I might not get this wish. I hope some of the things my hands have restored will always remain in my family. The things that I'm doing now and and what Kathy and I have accumulated isn't just for Caleb and Micah. It's for their children. It's for my grandkids. So they'll say, I might not even be here, but they might say, my grandpa did that. That's important to me. I hold in my hands, I have my my great-grandfather's gold watch. He landed... Um, uh, where was it? In Nebraska City. Um, came up the Missouri River. Got off and, and uh, then walked, as I've told you before, clear to Fairbury, Nebraska. And that would have been a distance. Oh, I don't even know. It took him how long to get there. But he walked. And I have a picture of him with this watch fob in, in the old photograph. And in, I hold my, in, in my hand, I hold that same watch. I can't get it fixed. It can't be fixed. It's got value. It's got gold in it and a gold chain. But it means something to me. What are you going to give to your kids? Well, they, want, they just want money. Well, money's good. There's nothing wrong with money. But there's something, you know, that, that, that to me is important that you pass on you know, that rich heritage, something that your ancestors had. We have a lot of things in our family, have a lot of photographs, a lot of items that, that belong to my father and, and my grandfather. And we've got a picture of my father. He had it look like a gangster. In the, it was in the 30s, I believe, and he was standing on a bridge <clears throat> way up on top of those. You know how you can cross those iron those old bridges, he was standing way up there, and he had a, a coat on and a hat, and he was shooting a gun. So we want all pictures of all of us in that same type of garb shooting a gun. So, you know, it's just things like that's important. You might not think it's important right now, but someday it could be. So work at preserving that, that rich heritage. Now... I'll close with this one. Your blessings should include, and this is good, and you'll like this. Your blessing, when you speak a blessing over somebody, should include words of increase and expansion. Now, if somebody was to speak a blessing over you, 
Are your kids or your grandkids, wouldn't it be wonderful if they speak words of blessing? I've got prophecies and words that have been spoken over my boys. I've got them. I've got them all in a book. And I've had blessings spoken over me that included blessings of increase and expansion. Now, look at uh, Genesis. Go back to Genesis, and we're going to go through this quickly. This won't take long, and we'll close. But I want, I want to end with these scriptures because I want you to see it in the Word. Put your thumb there or finger at Genesis 1, and then go, go to Genesis 48 where we started today. So you can see this. What Jacob did in Genesis 48... And verse 16, Genesis, start there in Genesis 48, 16. It says, the angel who has redeemed me from all evil, bless the lads, let my name be named upon them in the name of my fathers, Abraham and Isaac, and let them what? And let them what? Grow into a multitude in the midst of the earth. Is that increase in expansion? Oh, yes, it is. Now go, let's take a walk through the Bible here. Number of these scriptures are in Genesis. Genesis chapter 1, verse 22. And you'll see how this is tied to the blessing. And God blessed them, saying, be what? Fruitful and multiply and fill the waters in the seas and let the birds multiply on the earth. Look at Genesis 9. Genesis chapter 9. And verse 7. As for you, be what? Fruitful and multiply. Bring forth abundantly in the earth and multiply it in it. In it. Genesis 22. Genesis chapter 22 and verse 17. It says, uh, verse 15, so The angel of the Lord called Abraham a second time out of heaven and said, By myself I've sworn, says the Lord, because you've done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son. Verse 17, Blessing I will bless you, and multiplying I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore, and your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies. That's good stuff. I like that. Blessing I will bless you. Look at Genesis 26. Just Genesis 26 and verse 4. And I will make your descendants multiply as the stars of heaven, and I will give to your descendants all these lands, and in your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Verse 5, we've got to include this. Because Abraham what? Let's stop there. Because Abraham what? Do you see how... <clears throat> Blessings are tied to obedience. If you obey and do what God's called you to do, you will be blessed. Your kids will be blessed. Mm-hmm. That's right. Genesis 28. One more here in Genesis. Genesis 28. In verse 3, this is where Isaac called Jacob and blessed him. Verse 3, it says, May God Almighty bless you and make you Fruitful and multiply you that you may be an assembly of peoples and give you the blessing of Abraham. Do we have the blessing of Abraham? 
Yes, we do. To you and your descendants with you, that you may inherit the land in which you are a stranger, which God, God called to give to Abraham. Look at Deuteronomy. Just a few more. Deuteronomy chapter 7. Deuteronomy 7 and verse 13. Deuteronomy 7 and verse 13. These are the blessings of obedience. It says, then it shall come to pass because you listen to these judgments and keep and do them. Keep and do them. Keep and do them. That the Lord your God will keep with you the covenant and the mercy which he what? Swore to your, talk about your heritage. And he will love you and bless you and multiply you he will also bless the fruit of your womb the fruit of your land your grain your new wine your oil the increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flock in the land of which he swore to your fathers to give you look over at uh first thessalonians first thessalonians two more here first thessalonians chapter three i just want you to see this is important if you're going to speak a blessing it includes the aspect of increase and expansion. First Thessalonians 3 and verse 12. But this also includes something else. It says, may the Lord make you, may the Lord make you increase and abound in love to one another and to all just as we do to you. So yes, we all want increase, but should our love increase? Should our love for one another abound? Yes, it should. One more scripture, Psalm 115. I want to close with this. Psalm 115. I feel very denominational today. I want to be done at 11. Psalm 115. Can you do it in an hour? Yeah, I can. Why draw it out? If I say what it is, then do it. Amen? See, we get a, we, so many churches get in a rut where they think you've got to do the same thing every week. You know, you don't. So it was different last week, wasn't it? It doesn't need to be the same today, and it can be different next Sunday. Psalm 115, stand your feet. This is, this is one of my favorite blessings and scriptures and so today i want to speak this over you thank you carl i'm glad you're the only one here that wants this blessing you said amen you now it's two blessings there's three blessings for this family the rest of you are dismissed i don't think pastor mike he's not abraham he's not isaac He's not the Apostle Paul. He's not Timothy. No, I'm not. And I'm glad I'm not. I'm me. I'm the shepherd of this house, the pastor of this family. So what I speak, you know, it, the Bible says, and you, want, you know one of the first, the first scriptures when I was, <clears throat> first came to Norfolk, and I went from heaven to literally hell. I mean that sincerely. Came from Bible school, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Oh, man, everything was great. <clears throat> then I came to this city. 
and I had an experience with God at 209 South Pine one night. She was in bed, and I was going through a, a panic attack. All hell had come against us. And I had an experience, and God gave me a scripture, and he, he gave me four directives, and then he gave me a scripture, and it was the scripture that, that was given to Samuel. And Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him, and let none of his words fall to the ground. That was a rhema word to this preacher. Grow, and none of my words will fall to the ground. But you have to believe what I speak to you. Oh, that's just Pastor Mike. Familiarity. So you've got to believe what I'm about to speak to you is the living word of God. Do you want it? Do you want to be blessed today? Okay. Lift, put your Bibles down. You don't need to look at it. It's in here. Trust me. I want you to, to, to uh, lift your hands to heaven. And I want to read 12 and 13, and then this will apply to you, verse 14. It says, the Lord has been mindful of us. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless those who fear the Lord who attend Harvest Church. It's in there. Both small and great. Now listen. May the Lord give you increase more and more, you and your children. May you be blessed of the Lord who made heaven and earth this day in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, that was a blessing. That was a simple blessing. Now, if you believe that, guess what? Increase. Fruit. Blessing. Not only for you, but for your children, for your seed. Amen.